sorry, Robert, up. don't interfere. Them shots. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is Blackstone's Furnace with me, Robert. No, Pia, you don't know if I was Just stay silent. You see Robert's eyes go red like flashback. Um, with me, Pete. He twitched. A man like Mo is out here. It's not the day for this today. <laughs> it's been a very trying day. Man had that queued up. <sighs> oh, it's man great is. that you guys don't have any context. I know, right? No. <laughs> um, cool. Pete, you're, you're, you're going to be hot seat today. <laughs> is this punishment? Yes, yes. Uh, Moses, do you want to hear my question first? Yes. Um, so, this was a question that is inspired by the late R.C. Sproul. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Infant baptism, yay or nay, mm. and why? Okay, so my understanding of baptism is that it is a declaration mm. of, um, well, in the New Testament terms, it's a declaration of being buried with Christ and being resurrected mm. in him. Uh I say it's a declaration because it is a public declaration made mm. by one I think who should be aware of the declaration they're mm. making. An infant doesn't have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I am I'm nay for infant baptisms mm. simply because if baptism is a public declaration, that infant doesn't have the choice to make that declaration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and cool. Quick jump jump on question from that. Um, how old? Or what level of maturity do you think a child has to have before that 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 declaration is quote unquote valid? I think when the child is old enough to make up their mind and to you know it's a declaration that I am being I'm dying with Christ and be resurrected with Him. So in the same way, a child born into a Christian home isn't necessarily Christian by virtue of being born there, but at some point when they realize that this Christ is actually real and He died for me, um, they're able to. Then truly give their lives and truly get serious with their with their walk that was my mm. my experience anyway so at that age whatever that age might be because some people are more mature than others so i wouldn't even give like a six seven eight thirty um i'd say when the child is old enough to someone ain't mature until 30 that's right well i say 30 because jesus waited till then didn't yeah. he yeah yeah that's, that's true actually. so yeah well that was when it was instituted and and and, and it was different as well because yep. They weren't, I don't know what they were, when John the Baptist was baptizing them, mm-hmm. I was wondering what he was baptizing them for, mm. <laughs> because Christ hadn't died yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. His was just repentance of sin. It was just repentance yeah. of sin, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But why would Jesus repent of his sin? But I think but Jesus no. Jesus said it because he said, uh, in order to fulfill so, everything. Yes, that, so yeah, he says that these things that are written yeah. might be, yeah. So because so God sent him to, to do it, it's just like, I need yeah. to come under everything that God has said. But yeah. the reason... All right, all right. Sorry. Put put your phone on silent. Yeah. Unless, oh, yeah, unless yeah. there's another text from. <laughs> yeah. Rob, you're, you're you're interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. Stop interrupting. It's not interrupting. This, this is my conversation. Can you just be humble. No, not today. Not today. <laughs> um. So yeah. the reason I ask it, and I used to stand on nay. Oh. But then. Um, Stand on. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you need to be able to make a conscious decision mm. to follow Jesus because it is a declaration of faith. But Can I, just before you answer, yeah. I do believe in dedication, so. 
Okay. So I do believe in dedicating mm. a child as as a parent. I yeah. dedicated Zara to the yeah. Lord and stuff like that. Hannah dedicating. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I believe in dedication, but not. not Wasn't that a bit different though? Because didn't Hannah go and give her son to the church? Well, essentially, yeah. But she was dedicating him to the church's service, which he would then go and be like a disciple. And their disciples then was living in the church, mm. doing everything. But when I dedicate Zara, she's not. Who's she going to live with? <laughs> in, in the monastery. <laughs> in the monastery. Nah. Fam. <laughs> Because, yo, I wouldn't, no, no. Um, yeah. but so I used to be on Nay, yeah. I used to be on Nay. Um, but then he spun it and it was like, circumcision in the Old Testament was a a declaration of being a part of a, of a nation and as consequence of being a part of that nation is to follow the, the God of the nation. But most of them didn't. Um, now, as a child, you didn't have the option or opportunity to choose that God. Your parents have chosen that God for you. Mm-hmm. And so he, he almost alluded to baptism being the new covenant declaration of the old covenant's circumcision. And if the old, old covenant were required to circumcise, the new covenant, because as soon as we see someone like the head of the household or someone within the household come into faith, the whole household was baptized. And he also made the argument of, um, when Paul was talking about um, with unbelieving husbands, if the woman remains in her faith, her faith makes her children holy. Mm -hmm. And so even without them having accepted faith, her faith has made them holy. Mm -hmm. Now for a husband as well, his faith has made them holy. And so if by his faith, they're still covered, then like by extension, baptism still covers them, even if they haven't made that decision. So, so question on to that. Yeah. If the, your parents' faith makes you holy, how long does that covering stay on? I think it, I think it would be a case in which um, until you're actively going against, because in the Old Testament, we see God reprimanding the Israelites who are like, you're circumcised in flesh, but not in heart. And so you have the physical representation of faith or covenant, but you're not living it out. And so you're still coming under judgment. And so I'll still say that once you do reach a certain age and that's why within the anglican tradition there's infant baptism but there's also confirmations where you're confirming the baptism that you've had as a child okay Mm. and so it's almost like i'm choosing to i'm actively choosing to live in this Mm. and so they wouldn't accept from my understanding they won't accept you into any form of ministry like ordained ministry without being confirmed right Mm. unless you're baptized as an adult right so yeah are you guys planning to circumcise your male children I was intending to, but I felt like God saying no. So I felt that challenge of God saying no. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going gonna, gonna to stick to it. And I think this conversation around baptism and circumcision is very pertinent to that this, uh, situation as well. Because it's very much like, yeah. Um, it wasn't so much so because of the Old Testament covenant stuff like that. It's more cultural. But um, yeah, almost like letting go and live, walking in, in something else rather than perpetuating culture for the sake of it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually considering baptizing my children now, which should be fun. I know that Leo will be up for it. Noah's not going to have a choice. He's just going to get dunked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Gems and I are actually considering it as a as an extension of our faith. That like we're almost because we we're in the faith, we're extending this to you, praying and hoping that you'd walk in it. But yeah, so I know I kind of threw you in a deep end. But 
yeah, it wasn't so much so a clear cut yes or no or whatever, just throwing the discussion out there. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, my question to do with Solomon. Alright. So Solomon knocks for wisdom. God mm. said, fam, you can have all the wisdom and everything else. And then he said, um, uh, what did he say? When wisdom doesn't prevent you from having 30, fe- I mean, a, a thousand females by your side. That's mad. Um, oh, what's the question gone? I don't want to misquote the Bible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, paraphrase. So, in his time, Solomon was 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 the wisest man that ever lived. Mm. Was Jesus wiser than Solomon? Was he wiser than Solomon? Yes. Yeah. Because Jesus is God. And Jesus said it himself: "One wiser than Solomon is among your mists." Yeah. He said the Queen of Sheba came yeah. for wisdom from Solomon, yeah. but now one, one wiser than yeah, Solomon yeah, is amongst yeah, your yeah. mists. It's one of the things that annoy the Pharisees. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's all. <laughs> that's all. And I think even with Solomon, I think he asked for a hearing heart and, and for God's wisdom. And I think it was in line with seeking after God's kingdom and his righteousness and then everything else being added. It was in line with that, with the same vein of um, of, of position of his heart. So, yeah. Cool. But yes, one who was wiser in God was there. Amen. Mm. All right. So, this week, yeah, this has been, it's been a lot of stuff happening when it comes to the mind. <laughs> Just the man mind, said the that so in general, or hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm right, getting sorry, there. Sorry, I apologize. Give me a second. Sorry. Jeez, why are you interrupting? Why are you interfering, Peter? Just, just rest, just recline. Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> So, um, this week, on Tuesday, mm. it was World Mental Health Day. Okay. Yeah, I did see quite a lot about that, actually. Yeah. I didn't... I saw it, but you know when you're, like, half paying attention? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to touch, about, t- touch on that later on. But I've, one thing I thought, found a bit this more interesting... than trap cards. I know, right? No, something that I found a bit more interesting than World National Health Day. Um, where was it? Where was it at? There was this article by... Crime Daily. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 it's about the NHS. Ca- carry on, carry on. So the NHS on the 8th of October mm-hmm. um, are opening a clinic to help um, children and young adults who are addicted to gaming. Okay. On the 8th of October, so it's passed. Yeah, it's passed. Okay. Yeah, so, 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 so they've opened this clinic for people who, are, who are, have been diagnosed with being addicted to gaming. Mm. And I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, can people really be addicted to the gaming? Do you think, or do you think that you can just really love gaming? I think you can be addicted to anything. Oh, yeah, I think so long as there is, there can be demonstrated a chemical reliance on the endorphins and the um, the you know the reward response you get from gaming. As long as they can demonstrate that, I think yeah, you can say that you are addicted to gaming. And what's your guys' definition of addiction? As Christians, as Christians, as Christians, what your? I I think I think the scientific definition of addiction is fine for me. In that you require like chemically, your body starts to require that level of stimulation yeah. to function. An unhealthy yeah. dependency. 
um, on something, whether substance, whether feeling, whether something, yeah. Would you then? So the 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 illustration has been given like, if you need one like to be happy, unfortunately, eventually, you one like won't be enough. You need two likes. You need three likes. And at some point, your body won't be able to function. Your mind won't be able to function. You won't be able to function unless you get that hit of what <laughs> you like. like. Yeah. So, I think yeah, you can get addicted to gaming, like like most said, to anything really. Mm. Would you say that addiction is? What's the word? Synonymous with idol worship? What do you think there's a difference between the two? I think there's a difference in in, in terms of like semantics. There's a difference yeah. in in that idol worship is I think worship is where you you're, you're focused on something. You're you elevate something. You you I don't know what words can I use for worship, but like you are. You, you are sacrificing this adoration and, and love towards this thing. Mm. I don't know if people adore their games. I think you can be yeah. I think you, you, you can be addicted to like if you don't if you're not able to play this game or if you're unable to do this, you can't function as you mm. normally can. Your body really needs you to do this. That's addiction. But idol worship I think is a bit different in that I don't necessarily need to go and sit in front of my idol, if that makes sense. And then like give it I Idol worship is I place the thing above all else, mm. but addiction is I need this thing to yeah, continue to working. survive. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think that there's, I think there's room for both in some situations. Mm. So you might worship what you're addicted to, um, mm. or you might be addicted mm. to what you worship. But mm. I don't think there's, but I don't think it's synonymous. Mm. I think there's there's a <clears throat> there's a distinction between it, as Peter was saying, where it's almost like worship is almost elevating something to it's like imminent importance not necessarily um almost seeing it's so in terms of like worshiping god we see god's relevance we see his his beauty his matchlessness and we kind of see how he works in our lives um and when we worship another god or whatever or another person or whatever it is we inflate their their relevance and how much weight we see we give them to act out mm. but addiction is more so like an internal hit, something to to cure. So it's like when I when I do something to like satisfy an addiction. As soon as I get the hit, I'm cool. But worship is is almost more so recognizing its relevance on a continual basis. Mm. Can I can I say this as a controversial soundbite? That maybe the problem with Christianity is we're good at worshiping god but we're not addicted to him now i, I was about to say Ooh. <laughs> like i said it's a controversial sound but i don't know yeah. if it's accurate i don't think, think yeah because nice, i was thinking about that i was thinking about would we would it be good like should we be addicted to god and i don't think we should can you be addicted to god i think you're addicted to me because in a healthy way the reason no, addiction is an unhealthy dependency. So well, you. no, that's the thing. It is it is an unhealthy dependency, though. Because I think if we become addicted to God, mm -hmm. arguably, we're not addicted to God, but the notion of God. Well, no, you're changing the statement. No, no, because that's, that's what... Because it's, it's like, if I'm addicted to my phone, mm -hmm. I'm not addicted to the physical phone. I'm addicted to what the phone gives me. Okay. So if I'm addicted to God, I'm not I'm not addicted to 
God himself, I'm addicted to what I like. What, so it's like, I might be addicted to reading the Bible. No, but not I think because the, it, the, the question is, so whatever your relationship with God is, be it prayer, be it walking with God, mm-hmm. whatever those things are, mm-hmm. can you be addicted to God? And, and, and that's what I, I'm, I'm arguing that I don't think we can be addicted to God because our addiction will draw us to what we believe is drawing us closer to God. So if it's prayer, mm. I will become addicted to praying for X amount of hours or whatever. So I'm not necessarily focused on who I'm praying to. I'm focused on praying. But the one you're addicted to... Yeah, so I, the, I think the... I don't the think hypo- you can be. Well, I think the hypothetical question here is, Enoch walked with God. Mm-hmm. Could it be said that he was addicted to walking no. with God? Why not? Because okay. <laughs> I, I said no before. I said <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I don't think it could be said that he was addicted to walking with God because I feel like in the right relationship with God, it just is like you're breathing. So, it's like Jesus just... Can I say addicted to breathing? No, so... I think I I would say that when people... I think people... Yeah, I think I might agree with Mo. Mm. Just that, like, when I think about certain Christians, especially, like, new believers, mm. when they're just, like, so on fire, mm. it feels like they come across as, as if they are addicted to the, the, like, new feelings they are getting as a result of this new relationship that they have. Mm. And that's why eventually they, like, they don't stay like that forever. Mm. They, kind of, they, 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 mm. they, they, they kind of cool down but when they, when they realise that it's not the feelings that you, you should be relying on. Yeah, like... I genuinely, I'll still stress it. I'll I'll genuinely go as far as saying if you're addicted to God, it's idolatry. What? (laughs) I I would go so, no, so I get get what you're saying and maybe addicted to the things that you do. But I'm saying... I don't think we can be addicted. Hypothetically. I don't even hypothetically. So not the prayer, not the Bible study, but literally every morning waking up, and being like God, how can I give you glory? Say, what do you want me to do? I'm I don't think that's an addiction. Voice. Well, if you are addicted to that, no, because so you, you can't I, get addicted to that. Is no, what no, you're saying? I feel, I feel <laughs> you. I feel in right relationship, mm. you will walk in step with the Holy Spirit, in tune of the Holy Spirit. You can't be addicted to walking in step and in tune. The Holy you, can, you can be, you can be addicted to the feeling you get from walking in tune of the Holy Spirit. Okay. 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 Wait. So wait, wait. It's like. Okay. It's, it's almost like. The buzz you get from giving someone a prophecy or the buzz you get from going out to evangelize mm. is not necessarily that I want a soul. No, I spoke to someone about the gospel and you're like, yeah, we need to evangelize. Yeah, I'm speaking over someone's church right now. Yeah, we need to evangelize. Yeah, we need to evangelize. Mm. And it's like, that's what you're addicted to. What if the person is addicted to, yes, heaven's rejoicing because that person was saved. God, what do you want me to do next? It might not be evangelism. But the, what okay. if I'm addicted to saying God? What do you want me to do next? Then, then you're not addicted to. Then what? Okay. <laughs> th- then this is the thing. Why is Peter just looking at? <clears throat> I genuinely don't think that anyone could be addicted to God. I think again, hung up on the word. I'm I'm looking at the reality. You're okay, so hypothetical. Okay, well, wait one second. So, so like <laughs> this is where the liberal, <laughs> um, what's the other word, conservative part kind of comes in. So I'm just thinking like a verse that's coming to mind is when David was like as the deer pants 
for the water so my soul longs for you mm-hmm. like when i think of, of like that that mm-hmm. feeling like for your soul to long that, that that's like something like proper deep bro if i go a week without seeing my wife my soul longs for her i'm not addicted to my wife yeah, you could you're, be you're, you're not you're not longing for her like you are thirsty for water like, like a, a deer, deer thirsty for water you never know <laughs> for water. you never know it's been a long week so then that's, that's addiction that's that's addiction no it's not i miss my wife <laughs> Can you miss something you're not addicted to to some some degree? Yes. Nah. Bro, if if you had no so again no, no, that's, no, 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 that's, no. that's what I said I, no, that's no, what I said you're getting hung up on the word because if I replace addiction with um you deeply love this thing. Then that's a totally different situation. But is it though? It is. Cuz addiction is an unhealthy dependency. Okay, hold on. What's the definition of addiction? Is I'm it unhealthy or is it a dependency? Hold on, let's go to the Google. Do, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. does it have to be unhealthy to be an addiction? Or is it just, if you are dependent on this thing, you're addicted to it? Do you get where I'm coming from? Okay, across? so Google says, from the Oxford Dictionary, mm-hmm. shout out to Oxford, on Cambridge. <laughs> the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular... You can't use the word. <laughs> <laughs> word <in the laughs> so you just shout out Oxford. Hey, bro, let's yeah. go to Cambridge. Let's go to Cambridge. <laughs> What is humility? <laughs> Someone who is humble. <laughs> okay, let me type. Let me, let me type in addict. <laughs> Addicted. But because uh, uh, whilst you're looking for that, I think that's where the your main content your your main contention comes mm. from. In that addiction have to be or an addiction is an unhealthy mm-hmm. dependence. Where then, if you have a healthy dependence on something, you're not addicted to it. Because I see thing. when I see a healthy dependence on something, mm. I see balance within that, and so. A healthy dependence. What, what, is, what does okay. that balance look like? Okay, I've got right, a better cool. definition. Mm-hmm. Physical, mental dependence on a particular substance. Or a f- an enthusiastic... Oh, no, that's, that's informal. Let's go with the... Yeah. So, so you're saying dependence. Physical, yeah. Or mental dependence on a particular substance. Now, I disagree with that. You disagree with that? I, I, disagree, that's what I disagree with that's the Oxford Dictionary. Not because it's like, if I'm addicted to the gym, mm. I will move everything out of the way to ensure that I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. so relationships will suffer yeah. like life in general mm-hmm. will suffer because mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym mm-hmm. but if it's a healthy dependency then I will make sure that everything and our balance for me will be different from balance for somebody else I think an unhealthy dependency on, of, on money <coughs> has led to the prosperity gospel yes yeah you're right yeah and so, and so, th- and so these guys are going to God because God will bless them. Well, in the same way that you said, if you for you to have a healthy dependency on on Jim, mm-hmm. you will have to introduce balance. Yeah, I'm talking about having a healthy dependence on God, who is balance. So it is God. If if your if your dependency on God is every single moment, God, what should I do? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily I get a buzz from learning or I get a buzz from speaking. It's mm-hmm. I get a buzz from doing what God wants me to now, do. I, th- I think that comes from a right relationship with him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't attribute that addiction. Okay, 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 Oxford. Okay, okay, okay. Oxford <laughs> you have to depend on okay. God. Okay, wait, okay. Let's take it one step back right. and answer this question first. So you're asking us to backslide. Cool. <laughs> backstep. <laughs> backstep. Backstep. <laughs> Can an addiction, is, no, is, is addiction always bad? Because uh, I think if, if, if we can come to an answer to this, then maybe this can be a yeah, difficult, yeah, it might yeah. be a bit I mean, that's, that's what I was saying is, I think most definition of it is an unhealthy yeah. dependence. So if it's unhealthy, then it's bad. If it's unhealthy, it's mm-hmm. bad. So in, I think, uh, let me not answer for you, but 
an unhealthy dependence is bad. I think an addiction doesn't necessarily have to be unhealthy. It's just a dependence. I think that addiction has become synonymous with negative things. In the same way, like um, when this person was giving me giving me <laughs> giving me stress, I used the word ignorance um, when when like talking to them. Mm. Um, knowing the connotations that I had, even though like grammatically it was it, it, it was a, was fine, it was fine, you, but but yeah, no the connotations of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you think that because of what addiction is associated with, mm. it can only be seen as a bad word? Okay, I think all the instances that I have interacted with the word addiction has always been negative. You need to get out more, mate. <laughs> I have been getting out more. That's why I've been coming across this. <laughs> <laughs> No, fair enough, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, and that's why there is that immediate negative connotation. If mm. we take just a dependency, then no, then there, there can be healthy dependencies. There are healthy dependencies. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think that, that healthy dependency can be defined as an addiction. Yes, if we, if we take the Oxford Dictionary, then it's like... <laughs> Then if it's if it's just a dependency, then it can be healthy. It can be unhealthy. Mm. Um, but for the most part, that I have encountered it in different spheres and stuff like that, it's always been an unhealthy dependency to the detriment of all else. Mm. Mm. And that's why I'm like, that's that's where my contention kind of comes mm. in. Where it's just, just fair. it is unhealthy. It is at the expense of all else. Um, so yeah, my daughter just walked in. Watch the cables. Hair looks lovely, man. Do you say thank you to mommy? <laughs> yeah. So there is that unhealth. That's that's for me. That's that's the main crux of the issue where mm. it's an unhealthy dependency. Mm. And I think if you're just dependent on something, I wouldn't call it an addiction. I call it a dependency. <laughs> Like, I am dependent on crutches to walk. I'm yeah. not addicted to my crutches. I'm dependent well, on addiction is an, un, is an unhealthy dependence. Yes. And so if I can so walk... So, so, Bob, so, it's, so it's still a type of dependence. It's still, it's still a, t- a type of dependence, but it's a corrupted dependence. Unhealthy. If I can walk, but I'm using crutches, and I'm like, I can't walk. I've, I've, deca- I've handicapped myself. Mm, mm. That's unhealthy. But if I can physically walk... If, if I can't physically walk and I'm I'm dependent on it, I don't see that as an addiction. I see that as a dependence, and that's why I'm I am. De- that could be an addiction. So I am <laughs> I am dependent on God because I can't function without Him. So I'm just being silly. Yeah, no, no. I think we're saying the same thing. I think at the end of the day, it's or, or let me put it this way: in just in in rounding up this side, I know my want, um, Robert wanted to get onto something as well. As Christians, we need to be dependent on yeah. God. We need yeah. to be dependent on God, but I think um, okay. No, I guess mm. can, can you be dependent on God to an unhealthy level? I think that's where what Mo was saying comes in, in the sense of, are you really then dependent on but, God, yeah. or are you dependent on certain things yeah. that make you feel like you're dependent on you're, you're you know yeah. make you feel like maybe you're being a good Christian or whatever? Are you dependent on that feeling on that no, no, thing? The question. If the question is, can you be dependent on God too much? To, no, no. Uh, what? No. If He is the only reason why you exist, and no. plus, it's like if if you're like, 
I am going to sit at home and do nothing and depend on God to provide my food and everything. I will say that's an unhealthy dependence. Well, because that's not really dependent on God. That's not dependent on God. But now, let me let me, let me me put this caveat there. If God has told you, stay at home because I need to teach you this lesson, I'm going to provide, cool. Mm. But if you're just like, no, the Bible says he'll provide all of my needs. Bible so I'm going to sit at home. He who doesn't work should not eat. And plus, we recognize that the work of sanctification in and of itself is a partnership. The Holy Spirit leads you and you need to say yes and follow. So if the Holy Spirit leads you to apply for a job and you don't apply for it, you're in disobedience. It's, it's, it's really interesting seeing that in Satan saying to Christ, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Mm. There's no sin there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not sin to turn stones to bread. He turned water to wine. Yeah. There's no sin per se, except for the fact that it's knowing, like it, it's, it's, it's the extra stuff. So I think in the same vein, like saying something like, I'm going to sit at home or you know, I'm just going to depend on God. It's like, you have to, the extra stuff matters. Is this what God has said you should do? Mm-hmm. Is there something else that maybe God wants you to be doing that you are choosing to sit at home because that's what you feel like is what God wants you to do. I'm just depending on God. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to look for, I'm not going to do anything because I'm depending on God. The extra stuff I think also matters in, in, in that same vein. And so. I think then that's where I would push it into idolatry. Because mm. it's like I'm idolizing <coughs> the manifestations of certain things that God is bringing into my life. Mm. And so I'm going to I intentionally put myself in a position where I'm exp- not I'm, I'm intentionally going to go against what God is saying yeah. in order to receive that. And that, like if we read the Old Testament, which I'm hoping the listeners do, um, when they fell into idolatry, they reaped the repercussions. Mm. And so, yeah, I was saying. Um, and that's why I was like, if we become addicted to God in, a, in an unhealthy sense, that's when it becomes, it turns into idolatry because we're then um, unhealthily dependent, not on God himself. So it's like not on the heart of God, but the hand of God. Mm. And that becomes idolatry because we're just waiting on the manifestations of the quote unquote blessings. Mm. I've, I'm, I'm addicted to tithing because my pastor said tenfold is going to come back. So I don't care about God. I'm just caring about the temple that's coming back. Mm. And that's idolatry. Then you're just paying for your blessing. Exactly. Which I so, God, so God is a magnifying glass. I gave you £10, you need to give me 100 Jeez, if only. And then if for whatever reason that 100 doesn't come, that's where you start to see that actually your heart wasn't on Fam. taking care of God's people. It wasn't on providing for God's church. It was just on what you're going to get back. And the one time God didn't give you that bag <laughs> forget the church, church like money yeah, 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 yeah. and in the past we're saying now uh, you've you, you been a bad christian you've got yeah. some you've got some repentance in your life god god just became santa claus yeah, man, right naughty or nice it's nothing about my son's life come on bar uh, <laughs> what uh, that was on the spot, you know. Off the that, dome. Was, that was off the dome. You got, you got to give him ratings for that. Nah, I'm not gonna I don't, lie. I don't do anything. <laughs> All I'm saying is, yeah, it's it's just because Noah's on his chest in it, so Noah's just feeding him the powers. <laughs> cool. All right, let's talk about mental health a bit. So that cool. phrase, that phrase has become a bit of a buzzword in the past few years. A bit. Um, but I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I know for people like Peter, <laughs> mental health means, oh, you, 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 your mind's not strong because you, have, you haven't done enough push-ups. Come on. All right, Peter. 
in what's a, on your heart? In a sense, in you, need to, your heart? you need to plank to strengthen your mind. Mm. In a sense, plank on your head to strengthen your mind. <laughs> Levitate. <laughs> Why are you lying on the floor? I'm planking on my head. <laughs> Not no distance between me and the ground. Nah, Professor on. X. Alright, Peter, what's your problem with the term mental health? Oh, I haven't got a problem with it. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't got a problem. What's your problem with the way it's is, 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 is used? So we no longer have winners or losers in sporting competitions to protect the mental health of the kids. That's my problem with the word, with the, with the terminology. It hasn't, it's become, the idea now has become putting people in soft padded walls so that they don't get hurt that's that to me that's every mm. most of the use of it has been oh, this is affecting my mental health and you'll come to find it's just i'm you, upset i'm upset and so it's affecting my mental and it's like there's we're not building resilience we're, we're actively working against building resilience in people definitely i i agree with that mm. no 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 no, no. <laughs> mm. i feel like we are in this we are in a time in life where the pendulum has swung all the way to the to other, the other side. side. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. I think in doing so, it has brought to light a lot of issues that have for a long time not been spoken about. Mm. Um, I think um, the, the first thing that comes to mind is um, when it comes to, and again, Peter's going to roll his eyes, <laughs> when it comes to men and speaking about their emotions, like how they feel, mm. And why do I roll my eyes? <laughs> Men, emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So 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 I think that um as as a result of us being in this new era, it's allowed us men to even if we're not having the conversations, giving us the ability ability to have those conversations. Okay. Which I don't think is something that many of us felt we could even do like let's say five ten years ago. I think I definitely agree with you in that the pendulum has swung. And I feel with with everything, when the pendulum swings, we go into uncharted territory. And so it's almost like we're, exp- we're pushing the boundaries and exploring everything that we haven't had the opportunity to, to explore before. Um, again, with like, I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different kind of worms. Um, but we're exploring the boundaries and sometimes we push against doors that are unhealthy or unhelpful. Mm. Again, with the, like, no, no one gets picked for games because the last person who gets picked by, for, by the team captain is going to feel bad or blah, 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 this and that. Um, no one's a loser. There's just, everyone's a winner. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we are recognising the detrimental effects of that now. We're recognising we? that. Because <clears throat> there's been a lot of conversation. So if you if you listen to guys like Simon Sinek and stuff like that, he actually points out that that has done a lot more harm. Yeah, but those, those are the contrarians. Those are the ones that are, end up pushing against. Like um, they, they will end up speaking against culture. I don't think they are representative of the majority. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that there there still is recognition. So mm. in the same way that you've recognised it, there's still pockets of recognition that this isn't necessarily good. Mm but still recognition that there needs to be something there. Cause I feel like we're coming out of a generation or yeah, we're, we're at the end of a generation of like, um, what feelings we still, we need to pay bills, like mm. go work, like 
you can think about that when you retire or whatever. Mm. Like, I've heard people say that mental health is a first world problem. It kind of is. <laughs> and that's, that's the reality where it's like, if, if, you're in, if you're in a third world, quote unquote third world country where you're actually, um, your immediate emphasis is how is my family going to live? How are we going to keep the light on? Mm. I ain't got time to be depressed. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to say, oh, I'm, I'm anxious about looking for a job. No, I need a job. Mm. I ain't got time to say I got ADHD. No, I need a job. Mm. And so I'll go out and do these things to get the job. Mm. But when you're when you are living in a in a state of um, relative luxury yeah. and, mm. com- and comfort and stuff like that, mm. you're then able to explore beyond the necessity so you have so it's like maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm. self-actualization is on top after your basic needs have been met self-actualization is how can i flourish as as to the fullness of who i am Mm -hmm. if you ain't got electricity and you're hungry you're not worrying about flourishing you're Mm. worrying about surviving Mm. and so you're not really taking consideration of your mental health and i feel like we're coming out of that where like the Windrush generation and stuff like people like that and just coming out of racism and Jim Crow laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The main issue was surviving. Mm-hmm. The main issue was there's like guys coming out to lynch and blah, blah, blah. We need to survive. Mm. And so people were facing depression and stuff. They didn't have time to think about that. Mm. They just had to kind of get on with it. But now at, at the end of that, where we're like, no, nah, this is important to take care of, which it is. We're in a new playing field and it's like a new frontier we're exploring the ins and outs of this. Mm. And some people are making headway that isn't mm. helpful. It's kind of like when you look at the kids or celebrities and like you see all the craziness that they do, like because they're rich, mm. they have the luxury to to try and do crazy things. Yeah. Like Jaden Smith, he'd be crazy. <laughs> um, someone like Will Smith who had to create the wealth that he, mm-hmm. he did, he wouldn't have had that same opportunity mm-hmm. especially being black because mm. you know white people be a bit crazy sometimes regardless of <laughs> of the problems that they have in life um yeah so what well, yeah I, th- I think i agree with both of you mm. i think that one whilst we have taken it too far mm. i think it's in the long run it will be good all right so let me let me then let me then push back with this cheese how much of this headway that we're making in the new society is new information. If we go Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where I'm going. Like no, a, okay, lot, so, 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 a so, lot of the methods like meditation and... and oh yeah, um, mindfulness and everything. I see it in the Bible. This is what I'm saying. Like if we are really, if we were living our lives, and obviously I'm not talking about us per se, but I think Christians, when I, when I, mental health, Basically, what I'm saying is a lot of the things that we're saying we would we wouldn't have been dealing with if we were living biblically anyway. Mm. If we were observing some of the things yeah, we yeah, saw in the Bible, yeah, to, we yeah. wouldn't have to deal with a yeah. lot of these things. Yeah. It's like anyway. anxiety. If everyone was serious about observing the Sabbath, mm. there you go. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost certain that anxiety would drop. Mm. Where it's like you take one day out of your week to acknowledge the sovereign hand of God in everything that you do. Speak. Like, like literally, whether, like, everything, the... Okay, okay have fun. Bye. Like... Okay. Like, the welfare of my children, the 
provision for the household, everything is in the hands of God. You take one day out of your week to really just concentrate on that. And like the Levitical practices where we give knowing, and it's like the, the Levitical clan was the only clan that had no land, no portion. Yeah. God is like, I will be your inheritance. Yeah. Like rest of your clansmen, provide for them. Mm. To know that my sustenance is coming from the rest of the community that God is providing for me like this. Like, if we if we did do that, I do think that there will be a lot. Yeah, just don't eat from the tree. No, I want to eat from the tree. Cool. So what do you think stopping us from living like that? Sin. No, 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 no. Why, why, why I mean it? So, so let's, let's say, let's take you. So like, so like you've just spat the bars, mm -hmm. which means you have the knowledge. <laughs> Arguably, yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying it like? It's according to you, you have knowledge. oh no 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 no. So so so, so like so like you've got the knowledge of, of the Bible in such a way that yeah. that that you can come to this mm -hmm. come to this um conclusion. conclusion. Yeah. So what is stop stopping you, if anything, from from from, from living out this conclusion to its to to its fullest? Would you okay, say? that that is a good challenge. And that um so not in fact, just no, just, no, just no, like I'm telling, it's a good yeah. challenge. Um, and we should be held accountable to whatever we say. Peter's like, oh, man, I smirk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Peter's like, I'm thankful I didn't say this. No, no, not even. No, no, no. Because I, I agree, yeah. Um, so I, I generally try to live by the Sabbath principle. So every Sunday, I try to have a Sabbath. Um, and I try to make it a Sunday because it's like the day that I don't tend to do much. When I was working, I couldn't really do it. But it's the one day that I try not to think about work. I try not to think about anything. I'm just like, God has got it. That's like, that's just the one thought that goes through my head. Like, whatever my problems are, God's got it. Now, I don't always do it. Um, and I know that the Sabbath is, a, um, biblically, is a lot more stringent in that you can't do any work. Um, but mine more so is mental than physical, where it's just like keeping that mental remembrance of like, God has got it. Um, and try not to think about it, just leave it fallow. And even recognising that in agriculture, there is still that notion of Sabbath where like, you don't, um, sow the same crop on the same piece of land two times in a row or something like you rotate the crops that you sow and it, after a certain number of years you just leave the land to kind of regain its nutrients again and so it's just recognizing that all of these things are kind of built into the natural flow of the world and of the earth and if I tried to stay in step with God I would live more harmoniously that, with that and so it is a challenge I am trying to do it um, but it's also recognizing that I'm human. I will slip back into certain habits and stuff. I will slip back into worrying about, oh, I need to send this invoice by this day. Oh, snap, it's a Sunday. I shouldn't be thinking about that. But I've already started that trail of thought. Um, and so it's recognising that I will slip up into different things as um, now and then. I guess that's, that's where grace kind of falls into it. And it's a practice. It's a habit that I'm trying to build up where every Sunday I'm just trying to take the time out. So yeah, um, in me slipping back into old habits, I kind of open myself up for different mental issues or whatever, whether there's anxiety, whether there's panic, whatever it may be. But in then recognizing God within that situation, I can try to move forward. Now that's not saying professional help isn't important because sometimes you might need professional help. But in living in a way that you know God has called you to live, <coughs> we'll almost minimize that. Yeah. All right, Peter, your turn. To do what? I'm, I'm gonna give you a question. All right, cool. Chill. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> My difference is to do what? <laughs> Felt like I was interfering. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So in this world, world of mental health swung the pendulum too far. Mm. Um, 
and like I definitely agree that it's make um there's in the generations to come there's going to be a decrease in that resilience. Oh yeah. yeah. So like in in this world of reduced resilience and and um I guess an increase in almost lack of self accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to, or how, how how do you think you'll plan to raise your children? To, <laughs> to, yeah, to not yeah. to not become the thing in the hyperbolic time table. you despise so much <laughs> you're trained no, the hyperbolic no, no, time table no. being fed on sensu beans it's, it's, it's I, I, I see it now I see it now in that shout out to Anita she's an amazing mom. but there are times there are times where was it yesterday uh, Zara was trying to get up and you know she's struggling and she's trying to turn over and stuff and I'm standing right next to her like Chewing her on, chill. And it was like, she's struggling. Like, just, you know, just just help her. I'm like, nah. (laughs) Let her struggle. Like, the fact that I'm here is good. And, and, you know, I think God lets us go through certain things because it builds us up. Mm. But it's like, I'm here. She's not not hurt. She's struggling, but she's not in pain. She's Mm. not like, this isn't, it's not going to injure her in any way. Mm. It's just that she's struggling for now. And as she's struggling, she's becoming stronger. So she's moving a bit more, a bit more. She's turning a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm going to let that happen. I'm going to let those struggles happen um, while still being there, while still being mindful. But I think for me, uh, looking at the way the world is going, a lot of the adversity I will introduce intentionally. So you punch her. That's a scorpion. When, when I say introduce, it's like, if she's doing maths homework and she's struggling and I see her getting frustrated, I'm not going to go and solve it for her immediately. I'm going to try and then guide her towards figuring out why she can't do it. And, you know, at some point you, I think God will, um, God, as I, as, as God is my help, he will help me know when this just isn't something she knows and mm. I can teach her and help me know the difference. But I think for me, the, the main thing for me is embracing adversity and recognizing that that pressure is what turns coal into diamonds as opposed to trying to, find the easiest path through everything mm. i don't believe in that the same thing with martial arts i i like martial arts i think is so perfect because you are literally losing in the face. You, well you're literally getting beaten up you're literally losing you, you are you are struggling to to get through to get better but you get to see those results very tangibly even if it's in the height of your kick initially when we started when we started i couldn't kick above my knee or just like there's no flexibility there's no technique there's nothing now i can kick someone's head you know rather efficiently so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like you can see <laughs> rather efficiently if i do say so myself <laughs> you can see you can see the progression you can see the tangible progression and i think those those things are, are mm. those are so necessary, especially in a world where they're trying to make everything so easy. I went because uh, we started looking into childcare, mm. and I went to a childcare provider. I went to like a I went on a visit, and they were like, "Yes, yeah, so we try and let the kids, you know, lead the way." I'm like, "You try and let the kids lead the way to what?" I'm like, yeah, if they want to learn, we let them learn. If they don't want to learn, we don't let them learn. I'm like, I see what you're saying, mm. but you're kind of being let them learn <laughs> let them learn like try and get that yeah so yeah. for me I think for me it's controlled adversity I really believe in that in, mm. in very different ways but I really believe in that and that's that's my method mm. God will I, I pray God helps me I don't get you know drill sergeant type of way and I've got a wife that will 
quickly quickly remind me if I'm doing that. But I think that's that's going to be my method, definitely. Mm. Okay, that's yeah, because that, that's interesting. There's there's a a father at Leia School that um kind of went through not similar things, but his parents kind of sheltered him a lot when he was a child, and so simple things like taking public transport he hadn't done when he finished secondary school. So his friends were like taking airplanes in and out of the country and he was still racking his brain trying to figure out how he's going to get to college. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it, there was a bit of a like anxiety mm. doing it, but then mm. the recognition that, yo, like all of my friends are levels above me. Yeah. And so he's again trying to nurture that within his child, that sense of independence, mm. that sense of like adventure and stuff. Mm. And so it had me thinking about this. And I'm like, with Leia, I've realized that. So as you were like, um, just let them... Do what so like when Leia was trying to turn over, yeah, we kind of let her do that. But I've realized that my approach more so now is let me help you lift it as you build your muscle. Okay. And so it's almost like you'll be in the spotter. Yeah. Mm. I'm spotting you as you build your muscle. Mm. And as you're building it, my spot is becoming less and less. Okay. And so it's almost Yes, I'm introducing adversity, but I'm also ensure I'm trying to ensure that it's in a safe environment where yeah. you don't introduce harm to yourself or you don't um, exhaust your resilience in the ah, this is long, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Mm. But I know that life is life is not gonna present that all the time. But once you get into the habit of no, nah, like, I can do this. All right, mm. cool, let me try something else and almost start to leave you to that. But mm. almost helping you jumpstart yourself in that resilient sort of thing. Mm. So now, even when we're going to school, as soon as we get to the gates, I say to Leia, all right, cool, now walk me to your classroom. Mm. Like, as if I'm not here, so if, we're, if we are late, you can go by yourself. Mm. And I'm just watching, like, is she, getting intera- is she getting distracted with different people? I'm like, Leia, we're going to the class, let's go to the class. Mm. Just reminding her little things. And when we're going to school again, she's on a scooter and she's just off by herself. Mm. And I'm just like, when you get to the end of the road, wait for me. Mm. And she does it. And so it's very much like, even in just that, and I'm just like, we're going to cross the road, look left and right, and then the car's coming, let's cross. Mm. Um, so it's trying to instill repetition, just instill these things into her. Mm. Um, so I think that's, we're following almost the same pattern, mm. but yours is almost, this is Sparta. <laughs> yeah. But mine, mine, I don't know. And I think- no, that, that, I, I think you're, you're verbalizing it well because where maybe I sound like this is Sparta, obviously mm. you see me with my daughter, it's not, yeah, it's not as yeah. bad, but- Yet. Yeah. Nah, it's, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, and one thing I have to say for the purpose of the listeners is that, like Peter is the most doting father that I know, where it's very much like there is genuine love and care and concern for his daughter, and it's just like there's so much pride and happiness around it, and he genuinely doesn't. It's not like he just ah, oh, like oh you're eating glass, cool. Like when you cut yourself, you know that it's, you know that it's sharp. It's like there's there's that <laughs> there's that genuine care. There's that genuine sense of like I'm here to protect you. I'm here for you. Um, and so there is that constant observation and that, so yeah, if there's any social workers listening, don't, don't try to <laughs> school, school. navigate where he lives and stuff. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, I think we're pretty much on the same route, mm. but, and as I said, like conservative liberal, we, we kind of go down the same route, but we take alternating paths. Mm. Mm. <coughs> so yeah. Oh, look at you guys bonding. All right. Let's round up. Are you jealous? No. <laughs> I don't even want to say anything. Cool. Hookups? 
Hookups, yeah. I'll go first. Easy. Um, this album is very old. It was dropped 11 years ago yeah. by a Christian um, artist called Evangel. Oh, okay. Um, piece of trivia, Evangel made a diss track to the crate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even surprised. Actually. I, think I, did? I, I think I knew that. Evangel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that? They're artists. I'm yeah, about to yeah. hook, um, put as my hookup. Okay. He made a diss track to Lecrae um, after his whole like church closed stuff yeah, started yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the album is called Expository Journey. And I think it, it, it sounds like his journey to faith. But the song, the one song, I, I like hook up the whole album, but the one song that I really want everyone to listen to is called Hoops. Um, but it's like a BV, so H-O-O-P-S with a dot in between it. The song is just, it's just dope. It's like him, Shailin, and another guy, and the interplay between the conversations and stuff. Mm. So Hoops, he goes to a basket, his friend invites him to a basketball game, and after the basketball game, in typical Christian fashion, they try to slap the gospel at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but then he starts having this internal monologue, and Shailin's answering the, the internal monologue as he's having it, and mm. then his friend's praying for him simultaneously. Mm. So it's like a three-way conversation of an nice, internal monologue, nice. and it's just okay. dope. The, the lyricism and stuff that. is just dope. Gotta check that out. So yeah, um, I'll send mm. it to the group. Mm. My uh, my uh, my hookup. Interesting enough, from uh, Alci Sproul's Ministries, Ligonier Ministries. Come on. Um, is five minutes in church history? It's mm. a podcast. It's a podcast. Um, it's just it's so informa- informative, and it's just five minutes. So it's just like pull, 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 and you're in and out. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> don't use that sound effect. <laughs> and that's it. In and out. <laughs> See, see, you see the holy ones <laughs> on this podcast, and those requiring saving. No, hey, so it's, amen, amen. It, no, it's really informative. Hey, the Bible does say, "To the clean, all things; to the pure, all things are pure; to the unpure, all things are unpure." Um, it's where I learned that um, Bach mm. actually wrote "Jesus Help Me" at the beginning of his pieces and "Solidario uh, Gloria" mm. at the end because they do like really informative stuff. They've got like a whole series on Luther, his pastor. His, nice. like, yeah, it's just really, really good. Um, so, five minutes in church history. Check it out. Is that a podcast? It's a podcast. Is it yeah. legit five minutes? It's it's four minutes because the intro and then the outro mm. are like 20 seconds, 20 seconds piece. So, it's like four minutes something. Wow. Uh, it did just really go in. It's like, just, here's a fact. Boom. Uh, it's done. It's really, it's really well done. It's really is well it, is done. It on Spotify? It is. I don't know if it's on Spotify, actually, but uh, I imagine it will be. Spotify, you know hoard their way into the podcast <laughs> space. So, yeah. Oh, it's on it. Oh, follow. Hey, come on. Hey. Cool. All right, yeah. My hookup for this week is an album, which has aged really well. Um, Emily Sunday's Our Version of Events. Okay, I don't think I've heard it. Um, 2012. Mm. I, was, I, I was going for a run this week and I, I just had it on. Mm. I was like, this album is still sick. Oh, nice. It's actually a beautiful album. Um, hi, um, highlights, uh, My Kind of Love, Mountains, Daddy. <laughs> I don't want to Of course you're like Daddy. Trust me. I can be your Daddy, Daddy. Anyway. <laughs> right, this That's goes the chorus. back to 2013. They've been consistent. Yeah. yeah. And Ligonier Ministries have like a whole bunch. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay. You Sorry. know, you know. Uh, let's not do this. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <interfering>. <laughs> Guys, let's not do this. <laughs> can, can you hear someone talking? 
Sorry. Can you hear someone talking? Shout no. out to Rude for the intro. Music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary reason. Look, you know, let me just turn down your mic. Are <laughs> <laughs> you speaking to your mic? Shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. See, I'm off my game today. Yes. This this is what bad mental health does to you. You know, this this what it does. You should say you should have a Sabbath day. You should do push ups. I'm actually not going to come to go to church next week. I've decided. Sabbath, cool. No, but it won't be really a Sabbath because I'm working after church. That's unfortunate. Anyway, rude. Intro outro music. Calvin yeah. Turner, ordinary, amazing logo. Yeah. SoundCloud, forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps. <laughs> I put emphasis on the wrong words. <laughs> Including <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, and them things there. Black yeah. fans with an apostrophe. Um, any I'm thinking of putting us on Anchor as well. I'm going to try and put us on Anchor. Saucy. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? Yeah. Um, Spotify. I came onto my Spotify the other day and it said, The Blacksmith's Furnace just released another um, podcast. And I was like, Oh, are you recommending it? And I remember that I followed it. I was like, algorithm is coming on point now, like you're recommending us. Man, we, need to, we, need, we, need, we need to get that SEO. Mm. Well, that's, a, that's, that's a whole different thing. We're doing that at work at the minute. Anyway, Blackness Furnace signing out. Blau. Do okay.